You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Fresh for your ears, tell everybody. The new podcast from the producers of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days comes the eclectic. Interviews with difference makers, artists, authors, bold thinkers. People we love who get stuff done. Up next, Charlie Miller, the executive director and curator of Off Center and part of the Denver Center for the Performing Arts executive team. Off Center produces artistic work that is surprising, fun, challenging, and at times, visually stunning. Next, Charlie Miller. We hope you enjoy. Hey, it's Johnny Betts of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days and the Eclectic Podcast. Uh, let me take you back to uh, a few years ago, August 2019. I got an email from uh, Denver Center Theatre Company cast and director Grady Soaps asking for um, if I'd be interested in an audition. The description says, seeking an ensemble of guides who will lead groups of 16 audience members to a number of rooms with a variety of scientific experiments and stories. Looking for a diversity of body types, ages, race, gender, identity, level of physical ability and experience. Looking for actors with exceptional conversation and storytelling skills. The ability to multitask while navigating a crowd to move fluently between assertive, instructive, giving and open, trustworthy, jovial demeanor. Sounds like me. I was interested. Oh, go to audition and uh, it's wonderful. Uh, there's a couple of people there. Andrew, Jay, Schofield, better known as Scho. I didn't know him at the time. And a guy with uh, some white hair, they kept calling David. In my mind, I'm like, oh, it looks like David Byrne, but nah, it's not David Byrne. Anyway, so it said uh, it was a large scale immersive project. And due to the high profile nature of the project and its creative team, it cannot share a lot of information. So more intriguing, right? Go to audition. I think it was horrible on my side. Yeah, but you know what? Get a call back. Go back to the call back. And it's just before the lockdown. It's like nobody on the street. The lockdown of COVID-19. And um, it's a decent call back. So, you know, kind of put it in the back of my mind. So slow forward three years later. 2022 and here we are ready to do this amazing immersive piece called theater of the mind and um i'm going to talk to a lot of the creatives in the coming episode so i just want to give you a little background on that how i got involved i'm one of the guides full disclosure so theater of the mind it was inspired by both historical and current lab research it takes you on an immersive journey inside how we see and create our worlds 
I am so happy to welcome my guest, Charlie Miller. Thanks for joining us, Charlie. Thank you for having me, Donnie. So one of the things I like to do with all our interviews is start with these questions. Tell us your full name, your mama's name, your mama's mama's name, and where did you spend your childhood? My name is Charlie Miller. Charles Isaac Miller is my full name. My mama is Lisa Farber Miller, and my mama's mama is Virginia Farber, uh, and I spent my childhood right here in Denver. Fantastic. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, you, what would you say your title is, and how would you describe yourself? Um, my title in work or in life? <laughs> <laughs> how about both? <laughs> uh, well, in life, I'm father and husband and uh, caretaker. Uh, and um, in work and in life, I'm creator and, uh, and producer. Um, and my official title at the DCPA is executive director and curator of Off Center. So what that means is that I lead the line of programming I helped uh, co-found back in 2010. And I get to choose the projects and hire the artists and create the space for them to make amazing things happen. Fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing that. Now, how would you explain what is immersive theater versus site-specific theater? Is there a difference or is it one and the same? Um, I like to define immersive theater as putting the audience at the center of the story. And I think there are some other key ingredients to that. One is that it's multi-sensory. It engages you, uh, you know, multiple of your senses. And it happens all around you. Um, and you sort of can't see the edges of what is the show and what is the real world. Um, often I think that's most successful in a space that is built out for that purpose, like in theater of the mind. But sometimes it can also happen in public space. Um, we did Between Us together, and you were performing in Union Station. Yes. But the whole, you know, it was unclear for people where where the show began and uh, or where the show ended and where real life began. And so I like kind of blurring those boundaries, but that there is a kind of no edge to the experience, I think, is important. Site specific just means you're performing it in a place that is probably not a theater. Um, honestly, I, I don't know if I would call theater of the mind site specific because we built that those spaces for the show um so it, that's on a set just like a normal you know traditional piece of theater is site specific for me means it's in a place and it that place is relevant to the the show that you're doing so years ago we did uh, a series of micro plays at book bar and it was performed in the bookstore and that was site specific because it was performed in the bookstore and that was relevant to the experience between us that was at, um, you know, the deck of cards you did that was at Union Station and the Tattered Cover Bookstore, that was site-specific because it was connected to the story. So that's the difference in my mind. Thank you for explaining that because a lot of people, I think, um, get those two names and uh, type of theater confused. So I wanted to make yep. sure that someone um, that who experienced both 
could explain that to, the, to our audience. So thank you so much for doing that. When did you first experience this type of work and what led you to it? Um, well, I, I first saw Sleep No More in 2011. And that was the first big immersive show I got to experience. Um, and that really opened my eyes to what can happen when you can build out a space and design every inch of it and create a 360 degree environment that the audience can move through. Um, so Sleep No More in many respects was the big eye opener for me and what really excited me about this form and uh, got me thinking about how we could do it in Denver. But there was lots of other site-specific or non-traditional work that I have seen before then or, or and since then that I think also excited me about the possibilities of doing theater outside of a traditional theater space and giving the audience a, a role in the story or agency where they're not just sitting in a seat, but they actually have a more active role in the story. Do you think um, audiences are more excited about this work than they have been in the past? Uh, now, theaters like uh, Third Rail and so on have been doing this work for, uh, I think, Third Rail, Third Rail, close to 20 years now, something like that. And I know uh, Off Center yourself have been very, very involved for over probably 15 years. Do you think, mm -hmm. audience, have you, do you see a difference in the audience now than you did then when you first started doing this type of work? Um, I think that, I mean, I think that immersive is a buzzword right now and everything wants to be immersive. And <laughs> that's tricky because it makes it hard to differentiate what's what. Yes. You know, Kohler toilets had an immersive toilet that they were advertising. And, you know, that's not the same as what we're doing, what right. we're trying to do. Um, so I think it's complicated for audiences to figure out what is actually immersive and what is just, you know, projections happening all around you. Uh, and, um, but I do think that the popularity of that word also c connects to the, the general audience interest in work that is audience centric or work that is experiential, which are also terms I use sort of interchangeably with immersive these days. Um, so I do think there's a growing demand and, you know, part of what inspired me to do this work in Denver when I first saw it in New York was the kind of adventurous spirit that is in our community that draws people to Denver to explore nature, um, to be active outdoors. Um, you know, I think people bring that same spirit of adventure to their culture and are seeking cultural experiences and artistic interaction that is more active. And so I think that's part of the reason why Denver has become a hub for this work and why people, why we have a such, why we have such a strong audience base for it here in town. I am Danielle Betts and you listen to The Eclectic and we're joined by Charlie Miller, the executive director and curator of Off Center. And we're talking about immersive theater. And we're going to get to um, 
one of the main reasons I wanted to speak to Charlie, and that is theater of the mind. But I want to ask a few more questions before we jump into that uh, latest immersive experience that you've been offering up for Denver, Colorado. You commissioned a piece called Sweet and Lucky, um, which I think at that time would probably would have been your largest uh, piece that you performed here in Denver. Can you speak a little yep. bit about that particular project? Yeah, so um, 2011, I saw Sleep No More. Uh, a couple of years later, I saw Venchi Fell, which is created by Third Rail Projects. And around the same time, we were trying to do our own immersive work and did a kind of experiment in in the Denver Center uh, in our education studios that was called Perception, where we really learned that we needed someone who knew what they were doing in this space, <laughs> that it's very hard to build a show and move groups of audiences through it effectively. And I was just blown away by Third Rail and Then She Fell and what they were able to do. It, they were and are, I think, the most talented American-based company creating this work. Mm -hmm. Punch Drunk, who did Sleep No More, is based out of the UK. Um, and so I reached out to them and to see if they would want to collaborate. It turns out Zach Morris, one of the artistic directors of Third Rail, grew up in Denver Oh. interned in the costume shop at the Denver Center in high school. So he was <laughs> thrilled to get to come home and make some theater. And so with the help of a, an amazing grant from the Wallace Foundation, we were able to commission third rail projects and, you know, leverage the skills and the, the budget and the expertise and the props warehouse, all that the Denver Center had to create something huge that we would never have been able to do on our own mm -hmm. and that third rail wasn't able to pull off on their own. And that was sweet and lucky, which ran for 89 sold out performances. Um, it is much beloved by the audience members who got to experience it and was really the first large scale immersive theater production in Denver. So that leads me to the next question. <clears throat> Something I think that, uh, seems to stick out in your body of work so far. Why is collaboration so important to you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I was drawn to theater because it's a collaborative art form and I love working with other creative people. And I feel like I do my best work in a group and not individual. Um, I actually majored in filmmaking and video production in college but was always interested in how that could apply to theater because I felt like the interaction with the live audience is part of what makes theater so special mm -hmm. and just making a movie and, and screening it just wasn't the same for me. And I think that's an, another aspect of the collaboration is the collaboration with audiences and the energy that they give. And certainly uh, when it comes to immersive theater, the audience is a collaborator in the story too and yes. has a role to play. Um, so that's always been what drives me and what inspires me. And I've been so lucky in my time here to be able to work with so many incredible collaborators and artists. And now, you know, what I love doing and what I think I'm able to do is bring together teams of people to make something awesome and to give them the space and the tools they need to successfully achieve an artistic vision that is usually not my vision. It's usually a shared vision that 
you know, the artists come together to create, but that collaboration really, uh, is addictive and is, is so powerful and so fun and can create really tremendous experiences for people. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That leads us to, um, your latest collaboration, a piece called theater of the mind. When did this germ of a amazing piece of theater happen for you? Uh, well, I first heard about the very first iteration of it back in 2016, which was called Neurosociety, when a friend of mine uh, went to it in uh, Menlo Park, California. And he called me and he said, Charlie, I went to this David Byrne neuroscience thing. You've got to check it out and you've got to bring it to Denver because it's awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, nothing happened after that because I tried to get in touch with David and I was unsuccessful. Uh, and then two years later, I was connected uh, to Nate Koch, who's one of the New York producers for Theater of the Mind. And he had just joined the project and was telling me about it. And I knew all about it because I had heard about the first version. And so <laughs> that's when I said, I would love to bring that to Denver if we could find a way. And so we started talking more. And I met David uh, when he was touring American Utopia and playing Red Rocks and we started talking and it just ended up being a great fit because, you know, we have the team here at the Denver center who can pull off a project of this scale. And we have the audience that's hungry for this work. And David and Mala had the idea and the, you know, had been working on it for a number of years, but kind of needed the support of an institution to be able to bring the, the world premiere to life. So it was uh, it was a great collaboration, and uh, it's still sort of amazing that we were able to pull it off. Let's talk about the two creators of Theater of the Mind. Can you speak about both of them? Sure. Um, so David Byrne is, I think, a true Renaissance man. He became famous as the lead singer for the Talking Heads um, and has gone on to a really remarkable career as a musician. Um, collaborating with some amazing artists and evolving his musical boundaries at every turn. Um, he's also a visual artist and has um, created some amazing visual art. He's a writer and has written multiple books and he's a, uh, he's written a musical and a play and now is getting into immersive theater. So he's really done a little bit of everything and he has such a unique perspective uh on the world that is really a, a through line and i think that shows up in theater of the mind in some exciting ways mala is a writer and uh also has a day job in the tech space uh i think she does investing and research around new technology and so she's really keyed into the sort of trends that are happening in technology um, and that's what brought her and her interest to neuroscience to the table. She and David were introduced by a mutual friend and they really hit it off and discovered their shared interest in neuroscience, which is a, a central part of the experience. So that's a little bit David and Paula. <laughs> so I know we can't give away too much. And just to be full disclosure, I am part of the uh, uh, acting team of Theater of the Mind. I play one of the guides. Just what can you tell us about 
the piece. We're not divulging too much when it comes to the actual performance that people will come and experience. Um, sure. So uh, Theater of the Mind is uh, a very unique combination of storytelling, of installations, and neuroscience. Um, it's inspired by real neuroscience phenomena. And um, groups of 16 audience members at a time get to go through a series of rooms led by an actor guide, including you, uh, who takes them on a journey of their life lived backwards. And in each room and in each part of the experience, you get to learn more about the guide's life and, and as they revisit their memories and also experience different perceptual phenomena that essentially show us how easily manipulated our senses are and that we can't really trust what we see. We can't trust what we hear. Mm. Um, and so it's a really interesting journey where you get some perspective on memory, on identity and on your own brain and how it works and how things that we thought were fixed maybe aren't quite so fixed. So it's a very exciting for me to perform this piece uh, each and every day uh, as we just get into the second week, uh, second week or so of performances um, after working workshops and previews and so on and so forth. So if you haven't seen it, if you haven't bought your ticket yet, let me encourage you to do that. It's, um, it's an amazing piece. It will make you think. It will make you, because one of the things I say about Off Center, I say Off Center produces artistic work that is surprising, fun, challenging, and at times, visually and audibly stunning. Would that be a good description mm -hmm. for Off Center? I think that's a great description. <laughs> okay. I, I, I love surprising. And, you know, I think the element of surprise is so key in this work that we can bring you into a space uh, and into a world that you haven't experienced before and that is a real surprise for you. I think that's one of the greatest tools we have in our toolkit in this type of work. Let me ask you a global question. What do you think the future, as you see it, for this type of work? Um, I think that's a great question. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm increasingly interested in what role the audience can have inside of an experience and inside of a story, how to give them real meaningful agency. Um, I'm interested in, you know, the human connection. I feel like where screens can really replace a lot in our lives, including, you know, entertainment, what immersive experiences can do is create embodied, live, connected experiences between people that feel really unique and that you cannot replicate on a screen. And, and I feel like that's part of what makes these experiences powerful right now and what will continue to make them interesting and relevant for people in the future. Um, and, you know, I also love that they are interdisciplinary and theater of the mind is a perfect example of that. It brings together so many different art forms and science too. And I love that, you know, the boundaries between the disciplines and the art forms are getting blurred and the definitions of what is theater and what is art uh, and what is science now are getting blurred. I, I think that that's really exciting 
Um, and that's, you know, where I'm excited for the future to lead. Last question. What's next for you and off center? What's going on inside your head? <laughs> um, well, Camp Christmas, which is our annual uh, holiday extravaganza, will return to Heritage Lakewood at Belmar Park this November. Uh, that's a production created by local artist Lonnie Hanson, and it's a really quirky and fun and creative um, indoor and outdoor holiday experience for families. Um, and beyond that, I'm working on some future projects and looking for some spaces for said projects. Nothing that we can announce quite yet, but you can bet that we'll keep creating and presenting uh, unique experiences that put the audience at the center of the story. That's what it's all about for Off Center. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And we look forward to all these other things that you have coming for the audience here in Denver and beyond. Thank you, Charlie Miller. Thank you, Donnie. And for those listening, you got to catch Donnie in <laughs> Theater of the Mind. It's really something special. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Eclectic. The Eclectic is produced by Donnie Betts and No Credits Production, LLC. The series is remixed by Maurice Smith, a.k.a. Reese. Please subscribe to our podcast at Broadway Podcast Network, Radio Public, iTunes, Stitcher, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook at NoCreditsProductionLLC.com, Instagram, or Twitter at Donnie Betts, or at The Eclectic, the podcast. I'm Donnie Betts. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E 
lucylandslots.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.